Welcome to Fertility Friendly Food. I'm your host, Stephanie Velarkis, accredited practicing dietitian and nutritionist and director of The Dietologist, an Australian-based practice focused on optimizing fertility through nutrition. This podcast will bring you snack-sized episodes for you to learn, grow, and be inspired by the latest research, facts, and practical lifestyle tips about eating well for optimal fertility, helping you cut through the confusion and myths to take back some of the control on your fertility journey, one bite at a time. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Fertility Friendly Food, the podcast. My name is Stephanie Velarkis, and I'm an expert fertility and pregnancy dietitian and nutritionist. And today's episode is all about food safety in pregnancy. One of the very first questions we get once we receive an email from a client announcing that they're pregnant is what do I need to be aware of now that I'm pregnant compared to preconception? And the first conversation we typically have is around food safety. I just want to interrupt really quick and let you know that this episode of Fertility Friendly Food is proudly brought to you by our on-demand food safety in pregnancy masterclass designed and delivered by expert fertility and pregnancy dietitian and nutritionist here at The Dietologist, Kaylee Slater, APD and PhD candidate, who you will hear from in just a few moments, I promise. We designed this so you have all the answers to your food safety and pregnancy questions 24-7 as soon as you conceive and get that big fat positive pregnancy test. Or if you want to be super prepared and feeling a little worried about how your diet may change during this exciting time, you can get in on it now. Inside, Kay walks you through what you need to be aware of, how to make some pregnancy-friendly food swaps, how to leave food anxiety at the door, and some top tips around caffeine, endocrine-disrupting chemicals, retinol, protein powders, artificial sweeteners, and more. It's available on demand, so you can join as soon as you need it for just 99 Australian dollars for 365 days access so you can save yourself the random 1am Google searches throughout pregnancy. We also give you a downloadable e-guide too, so you can keep it forever. The link is in the show notes to join. So today I have team dietitian Kaylee Slater from The Dietologist to join me to talk about this topic. Welcome back, Kay. Hey, Steph. Thank you for having me back on here again. I love doing the podcasts and everyone really loves listening to them. So very excited to bring everyone this topic. As Steph said, it literally is one of the first questions we get from a lot of our pregnant clients because there is so much information online. Some of it great information and some of it is fear-mongering. So it's always good for us to just dispel any myths and give you the facts because yes, while we do want to be safe during pregnancy and make sure we're eating all the right things, sometimes it can actually come at the expense of our health when we start being scared of a lot of different foods and end up eating nothing because we're just too worried. So yes, very excited to bring everyone this episode and hopefully it'll really help. 
Yeah, there's so much misinformation in this space. And I distinctly recall a client who was pregnant for the second time who told me that the first time that they were pregnant, they were so crippled with fear around food safety that they just ate hot chips and McDonald's because that's all they felt like was safe because it was cooked and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, wow, like... That's the, and the, I'm not I'm not hating on junk food. I I all I believe it's got a time and a place, but certainly you don't want to be subsisting off that your whole pregnancy in an ideal world. So yeah, it's wild to think that the fear of food is so intense in pregnancy because absolutely every mum wants to protect her future baby from any harm, um, and that fear can drive you to be quite extreme in the way that you manage food. So hopefully we're going to, yes, educate you in this episode about food safety, but also help you open up your horizons to all the things that you can be eating as well. So we've said this word like what's like what are we talking about here Kay? what is food safety when it comes to pregnancy you know what are we actually talking about what's relevant here yeah so I'll dive right into it basically food safety is really important during pregnancy because many of the hormonal changes that are going on in our bodies actually mean that our immune system can become a little compromised and that makes it easier for food to make us sick so if you think of, I don't know, your traditional food sickness or, you know, foodborne illness and you get vomiting and diarrhea, it makes it a lot easier during pregnancy for that to actually happen. Now, don't be alarmed in the sense that we're saying you're immunocompromised. That's definitely not what we're saying here. But you're just more susceptible to foodborne illness than, say, someone who was otherwise not pregnant. So what food safety refers to is the preparation storage and handling of our food in a way that actually decreases the risk of becoming ill from these foods. Ideally, if we and those preparing or handling our food do so in a safe manner, we can actually prevent ourselves from contamination. And this also refers to maintaining personal hygiene when preparing and handling our own food, cleaning and sanitizing all the equipment that we're using and also the surfaces that we're preparing our food on, and also storing our food correctly. So everyone is susceptible to foodborne illness. However, during pregnancy, the contamination from food actually has the potential to increase your risk of, say, adverse pregnancy complications. So please know that complications from foodborne illness, however, are rare, but it's really important that this information is just a precautionary for you to just keep you and your little, your growing baby safe. And really knowledge is power. So just really knowing what to look out for and um, knowing what foods might be higher risk than others, than other foods. So two of our most common foodborne, in, foodborne illnesses that we're worried about during pregnancy are listeria and salmonella. Listeria, many of you may have heard of it, maybe you haven't, but it's basically a type of bacteria that is found in some foods and it can cause an infection called listeriosis. Now, like I said before, this is very rare. However, if it is transmitted to your unborn baby, it can actually be dangerous. And the best ways to avoid listeriosis are to eat freshly cooked food, washing your food very well, and also making sure that you don't keep your leftovers for longer than 48 hours. Then we also have salmonella. Now, salmonella is less dangerous than listeria, 
but it can leave you with more of those traditional, I guess, food poisoning symptoms like nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, abdominal cramps, fever or headache. And in very rare cases, it can also trigger adverse reactions to you or your baby. Now, at the end of the day, some foods are higher risk than others. And that's really what we want to avoid. Keeping an eye out for the food recall announcements as well is really important via your local food authority website or social media pages is a good idea because technically any food can become contaminated at any time. You know, at random times of the year, we hear that maybe berries are contaminated or this or that. So it's just important to keep an eye on some of those food recall announcements. But obviously, like Steph and I said before, we still need to make sure that we're eating and trying to eat as well as we can during pregnancy. So we can't be fearful of everything. So knowing the high risk foods to avoid and also measures to take to minimize your risk and eat freely from all the food groups um, with a balanced diet is the most important thing to support you and your growing baby. Now, say you do eat a potentially contaminated food. Um, it's important to know that should you worry, shouldn't you worry, it is really dependent on the bacteria you get sick with. So, for example, listeria symptoms can range from no symptoms at all, and in about one-third of the cases, this is actually the case, um, or it can be some mild flu-like symptoms, things like fever, chills, body aches, diarrhea, upset stomach, and sometimes other symptoms like maybe a headache or even confusion, you know, brain fog, or like a stiff neck might arise as well. Symptoms might also not be immediate, so in terms of your exposure to the food, and in fact, sometimes symptoms do appear after two months, whereas if you think of your traditional food poisoning, usually within 24 hours, you know if you've eaten something bad, but listeria, I guess, is different in that, in that regard. Even if you don't feel unwell, you can still also pass this infection on, um, and this does make it, I guess, anxiety-inducing time for many um, soon-to-be mums. If you've consumed something that you may think contains listeria or you're experiencing any unusual symptoms, please go see your doctor as soon as you can just for a workup. You know, get, get some confirmation from your doctor um, what, what is going on. And there are treatments available as well to help kick the infection. To also reassure our listeria, oh, not our listeria, our listeners, um, confirmed listeriosis is uncommon in Australia. So like I said before, it is very rare. In the whole population, we're talking about three cases per million. And in about one in six cases of listeria infection actually occur in pregnant women. So however, the consequences can be dire with about one in five cases of listeriosis. It is very rare. So it's just, you know, balancing that, that risk with what you're eating. So my top tips in this regard are don't freak out, don't listen to unqualified advice and get your information from your healthcare professionals and also from credible sources as well. We're all different, you know, we have different bodies and that also means that each one of us will have varying needs and varying levels of susceptibility when it comes to food and nutrition. I mean, if you think about it, it is a science for a reason. So don't go willy-nilly cutting out food groups unless it was recommended by a health professional because you will end up being really worried and essentially eating nothing because there's nothing else to eat. Um, and then also hand and kitchen hygiene is really, really important. So the cleaner your hands are, the cleaner your kitchen is, the cleaner your food will be. And then there's also much, I guess, less risk of contamination in your kitchen as well when preparing your own food.
Now, we are aware that there is so much information, um, like we said before, when it um, comes to Google searching food safety and pregnancy. So some advice is great advice, some advice is fear-mongering, and some advice is incorrect. So we have actually started putting together something really exciting that is going to be coming very soon, and that is an online and on-demand food safety masterclass. It's going to be a one-hour masterclass, and in that I will take you through all the common foods to be aware of, discuss what makes them risky, and also put your mind to ease when it comes to the foods that many of you might be confused about. And you'll also get a copy of our food safety e-guide to keep with you when Whenever you might just want to check up on something that is bothering you. Yes, we are so excited about this masterclass. We've been talking about it for, I think, close to six months now. Okay, hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a long time coming. Yeah, it's a long time coming. We're really excited about it because, like I said at the top of this episode, this is like question numero uno uh, from newly pregnant clients and understandably so, especially if you've been trying to conceive or experiencing infertility. Um, naturally, once you do get pregnant, you want to, you have an additional motivation to be, you know, doing all the right things. And so we want to be able to educate you quickly and uh, at the time that you require it. And sometimes we can't get to see you, you know, straight after you uh, have a positive pregnancy test. So we wanted to design something that it means you could log in, even if it was at, you know, 11 p.m. at night and you're feeling stressed out about this topic, instead of going down the Google rabbit hole and being nervous. And then also as well, like we didn't talk about the offline information, like, oh, you know, your mom or your grandparents, like, oh, we didn't follow any of those rules, you're fine. Or, you know, all these other kinds of inputs that we get in our life in terms of nutrition information and give you, you know, a solid solid, you know, one hour education, like what we would do with our clients, plus the e-guide whenever you need it. And that will be available really soon for anyone who is interested, whether existing client or not. Oh, hey there. It's Steph from the future here. Kay's Food Safety in Pregnancy Masterclass is now ready and waiting for you. I know you want to give you and your baby the best start with your diet and nutrition in pregnancy, and we want to help you get out of the spiral of Google searches, confusing you about eggs, cheese, meat, and rock melon. Kay's on-demand food safety and pregnancy masterclass is now available. Check it out. The link is in the show notes. We are donating 10 Australian dollars from every spot sold to Panda, Perinatal Anxiety and Depression Australia, who support parents and parents-to-be with their mental health needs. Kay has been working away at this for a while now, and we are so excited to see it be put to use by mums-to-be and helping you wave goodbye to food safety fears in pregnancy. If you want to get your hands on the on-demand masterclass and e-guide bundle the link is in the show notes for you well thank you so much Kay for coming on and giving us a snapshot of food safety in pregnancy we have more to dive into for sure which I'm sure we'll cover in the masterclass but thanks again and for everyone who is still listening I would absolutely love it if you could hit follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast And also leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or now on Spotify as well. 
what that does as an independent podcast is it helps us reach more people. And one of my goals for 2022 is to make fertility friendly food one of the number one fertility nutrition podcasts, at least in Australia. I'm hoping globally as well. So I need your help to get us there. So if you could do that for me, that would be awesome. And another way you can support the podcast, if you've already done that, is share this episode or the podcast with someone who might benefit. So I hope this lesson, lesson, I hope this episode has been useful for you all and I'll catch you in the next podcast. Bye everyone. (laughs) Thank you.